Welcome to the blackout where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And this one has been actually even before the show, I've been trying to get this to happen, but Samat is always busy. My guest is so let me see, actor, influencer, like you know, just all model, mm. all round. Ah, man, you do so many things. So I'm going to enjoy this conversation. But thanks <laughs> for coming to the Blackout Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, we've known each other for so many years now. I think we met in 2017, yeah. was it? I think when you were doing Drown the Lovers, you were like, hey, would you like help us promote it? And from there, it kind of went to like, you know, I came on set and I was like, oh my God, you guys do so much cool stuff. And then helping out with some of your productions and being in some of your productions. And it's just... It's been a very fruit, creatively fruitful friendship, I think. Oh, no. I'm super lucky for that. So let's talk about actually Blackout. Drown the Lovers yeah. was kind of where it really started for me. Yeah. You know, all my life I've been wanting to make... Now you're interviewing me. Yeah. <laughs> but really, let me just, you know, give a quick snapshot. All my life I've been wanting to make movies and yeah. then I got this opportunity to make this one. But I really wanted a lot of people to see. So, like, you know, you helping me promote it, you coming on set, taking photos, putting it on Instagram, like, really took the film to the next level. And it played at festivals. It actually had festivals invite me. Mm -hmm. And, like, so that was really, really great. I'm yeah. super grateful for that. And now I was like, hey, well, you know, do you want to try this thing? And you're like, and I kept throwing you in the deep end of things. No, it was great. Honestly, I loved it. And I think after, like, spending so much time with you guys on the back end, I was like, man, I really, really love... That was my first exposure to, like, the back end of, like, video production, film production, short films, like, longer. Like, that was my first sort of exposure to it. And I was like, man, this stuff is actually really cool because it's so technical and there's so much that you have to learn mm. in so many different spaces. And I was like, wow, I don't... I feel like eventually if I stay in this space, like, eventually it made me realize that I want to maybe go into, like, directing or producing or something like that because there's just so much to learn and there's so many different sort of pieces and so much movement going on. So... And it's really great to, to have that experience. I should have mentioned this before, but, you know, like, I'm going to throw into the deep end again. Like, I, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a script that is great. Okay. I can't produce it, but I want you to. Oh. I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll talk. It's, the script, <laughs> like, I, I want to say, you know, um, I, I don't... Okay, so when I critique stuff, I tend to... Be nice. Like, I'm the mm. nice critic, right? But, you know, I kind of point out what I think might be issues. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, highlight the great things. So, um, I've been working on the script with this friend. And it's just... It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I can't produce... Like, there's a program we want to do. Like, the Film 5 program, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I can't do it anymore. Because I've done all the things to that program. But I think... It will be a great fit. I won't talk about that after after we okay, record. Okay, great, great. <laughs> but so let's rewind. Which one started? Was it like modeling, or which one started first for you? So the way that it kind of started for me, like in I've always been a very creative person. Like even in school, like I was 
a part of like the drama club. I did theater production and like all that kind of stuff. And I loved it. I've always loved being on stage. I've always loved doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the way that it kind of started for me here is I was very involved with like the little entrepreneurial community at St. Mary's. And we have a conference every year called Starting Point Conference. And one of the people who came there, one of the speakers there, he was at that time the founder of Be Human Clothing, which was like the chokehold that that had on Halifax in like 2017 and Mm. 2018. And I remember speaking to him and I was like, you know, I'm super interested in this type of stuff. And he made me meet the COO and CEO at the time. And the CEO at the time was Dave Culligan. I don't, Mm. 365 production. So he was heading up Be Human Clothing at the time. And I met with them and they were like, do you want to be a brand ambassador? Like you get free merch and you get to be in photo shoots. And I was like, yeah (laughs) sure why not and you know we went out and I got to meet so many creative people through that and do all these photo shoots Mm. and at the same time I had started a small business with some of my friends we were doing like a henna design business and obviously if you need to promote that you need photos Mm -hmm. and I would take these photos and I'd be like man like I really like to do this and I think I'm good at it so you know I just started going out and taking photos with friends and stuff like that and I met you at the same time and I started doing all of this stuff on the back end and then at the beginning of 2018 I reached out to Cheryl who's my agent now at City Models and I was like these are some of my photos I would like to model and she was like yeah sure and I signed with City and ever since then like I've worked with so many photographers so many makeup artists so many hairstylists I've done so many different things in the city Mm. I shoot a tv show now which is like super cool it's called Ocean Playground on East Link and we just basically go around Nova Scotia shooting fun activities that there are to do around the ocean and, mm. you know, water-related activities. And it's been such a blessing because I'm now shooting the fourth season of the show. Nice. And we just go and do so much cool stuff. I'm actually going to shoot for the premiere of the season after this, after I after our chat. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a very, very cool journey. But, like, this isn't the only thing I do. I also, like, work a regular nine-to-five um, but yeah, it's been very, very cool to do all of this stuff. Okay, so something that always, a question that has always been at the back of my mind, but that I've not actually thought of asking, but I'm just going to ask, is because like, you were doing all that stuff when you were in school. Yeah. But like, you were always in the honor roll. How, how did you balance all that stuff? I mean, I think I was very lucky that I did a little bit of an advanced program when I was in high school. So I did the British curriculum. I did A-levels. So when I came to university, I already had credits for my first year. And a lot of what I was learning at the time was stuff that I had already learned in high school. So it was it was easy for me to like keep up with that. And I think it was also just that determination of like, I just have to do well. Like no matter what, I was like, my academics cannot suffer Mm. in any way at all. Mm -hmm. So it was like, if anything is getting like super overwhelming for me, like, I will put other things aside so that I can focus on my classes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really important to prioritize as well. But I was also very involved when I was at university. I never had less than three jobs. Um, I was always volunteering as well because giving back is very important to me. And I think at that time you just have like so much fire because you're like 18 years old and you're like, I want to do all the things and make a place for myself. So now when I look back at that time, I don't think I was super overwhelmed. I just had like a ton of stuff that I wanted to do and I was like I'll make time and I'll do it um, and now I'm just like old and tired all the time so 
Okay. So, um, let's talk about immigrating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming from India to Canada, how was that experience for you? Um, it was, honestly, when I look back now, people are always like, oh my God, you moved here when you were 18 all by yourself. Because I literally like just packed two bags and got on a plane. Like I didn't, we had some, we have some distant family friends who live in Halifax, who now I'm very close to because I came here and I've spent so much time with them and they've been amazing and so good to me. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know anybody when I came here and that was kind of my intention. I was like, yeah, I'm going to graduate high school and I'm going to move to another country where I don't know anybody and start afresh. Like, I never thought of it as challenging, but now when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that was like a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it just, I feel like the mindset was not that, oh my God, this is such a big change and stuff. It was just, this is something that I have to do. Mm. And that kind of made the transition a little bit easier of like coming up and starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. But like after my first year, I know that I struggled quite a bit because I didn't realize that I was having culture shock until I had gone home for the summer after. And I was like, uh, wow, things are really different there. Because right. What were some of the things that you noticed? So first of all, it's like people are very polite here, but they're not. The warmth is not the same as when you're back home. <laughs> people are polite and it's great to be it's polite. It's like you're watching a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great to be polite and that's so lovely. But that same level of warmth is not there. So like back home, if I meet somebody once, it's all great. We meet each other. And if I see them again, like three days later, like I'll go and hug them. Like they're my best friend. Oh my God, so good to see you again. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same thing here. And when you go to university, especially in a small city like Halifax, a lot of people have come from like the surrounding towns and stuff like that. So they come with their friends Mm -hmm. from high school. So it's really, really difficult to break into those friend groups, which is why obviously you have like welcome week activities and stuff. Mm. But it would be like I'd meet these people at these welcome week activities and I'd see them in the hallway three days later and it would be like they we never met, we never interacted. And I think that was really hard for me where I was like, did I do something wrong? But mm. like now when I look at it, it's just so culturally different and eventually mm. you like find a way to fit into that Mm. but I know that I struggled quite a bit with that initially as well I had a lot of like I had one friend group when I came and then I had a lot of changes to that friend group through the year so that little bit of instability was there and I remember when I went home I was like I don't know if I want to be at SMU forever like I don't know about the people like Mm. I don't it's such a small school and I was very seriously thinking about transferring to McGill But at that point in time, I had got a job as a residence assistant and I got involved with a lot of volunteer opportunities on campus. And I think that really helped me find a very good, stable group of people Mm -hmm. who had the same ambition and drive as me. So again, it was very much about like finding your people. You won't find them immediately, but Mm -hmm. if you put yourself into things that really fill your cup and give you joy, you'll find people who find joy from the same things and those are the people that you want to be around because they'll push you and stuff like that so Mm. that has been really great and I just ended up staying in Halifax and in August it'll be eight years since I've been here I got my permanent residency in November of last year so Mm. it's just it's been Halifax has been very good and very kind to me okay one thing you didn't mention though I've never been to India I hope to go someday Uh, but everyone keeps saying how hot it is right oh yeah and then, like, you moved from there to Canada. Was How did you find the... Fam, I'm st- I've been here for eight years, and I'm still not built for this. <laughs> like, every single winter, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> this is so miserable. 
And this is honestly the reason why I know I'm probably not going to stay in Canada forever. I just cannot deal with the winters. Like, imagine if I had to move to, like, Alberta. I would actually die. I would actually die and not know what to do with myself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, temperature-wise, obviously, I'm, I'm, I love the heat. Just mm. throw me in the heat and life is all good. <laughs> Um, but it's a it's a little sacrifice to make, I guess, when I see how much I've gained from the experience of mm -hmm. being here. And I mean, I guess it's similar for you as well. Like you've done so much cool stuff since you've been here. You're you're like you're telling me about always being doing things. You're always doing things. <laughs> like let's let's hear all the new things that are happening with you. <laughs> no, this let's hear, let's hear it. This is this is over. Well, you know, so that script is is I I think mm -hmm. you know. So something people here's the thing. Okay, I'll rewind a little bit. Like there's politics in everything, right? And if we, if we just want to be honest, we should just admit it. So. You know, there are certain films that you make that everyone is going to just throw money at you. And mm -hmm. I don't really like making those films. Because, right. like, I don't... I mean, it's good and, yeah. and stuff. But doing this for a while, you kind of know what boxes to tick, right? Right, right, right. And this script ticks every box. Like, yeah. I, I'd, I'd make it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, you know, once, you know, I, I, I didn't... The other thing is I didn't want to reach out to you till I go to mm -hmm. this stage and I think it's ready. And I'm going to make sure you have it and, you know, set up the meeting with the person that wrote the script. And it's like, if that film is made, it's just yeah. going to do the rounds. And, you know, the you and this writer, director, you guys, like, you're going to decide, do I want to do film or stuff? Mm. It's that good. And okay. I think he's going to check that box. It's like, and it's not, you know, the thing is, so I, I was part, I'm part of this um, program where every couple of weeks you write a script and mm -hmm. everybody reads it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, holy shit, there's something here. Mm -hmm. You know how first drafts are, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so the um, person I applied to this program got in. Mm -hmm. And then I was supposed to like help them work yeah, yeah, with yeah, the script. Yeah. And we worked with it. It's been like, and that's another thing people don't know. Like people see the film come out, they don't know someone has been working at it for years yeah, and years. So it's been yeah. like a year, couple, almost a year now. Wow. Because it was okay. like during COVID. But I think it's ready now. And I'm going to like, I think when you read it, you'll see how happy I am for it. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm doing. And then um, I just made, uh, hopefully it's going to play in the festival in September. Amazing. But there are these two sisters. So... The, the film that you made with Ruby and Otney, right? That one. That one did amazing. It's like everywhere. And you so, so many accolades and stuff. And those two women are so amazing. And I love them so, so, so much. You know, the funniest thing about that film is they didn't really believe they were right for it. And like, I wrote the script with them in mind. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Nobody is better suited to play sisters than like Ruby and Otney. Like, I, and yeah. I, if you guys watch this, know that I said that. <laughs> no, really. So I, I wrote the script with them in mind. And in the, that film was therapy for me, really. Mm -hmm. Like with what happened with, Co um, with George Floyd and stuff. Yep, and COVID yep, and yep. stuff. So I wrote that film and through this program, actually. Okay. And the whole plan was to... Um, write it and leave it. Mm -hmm. But then a couple of people read it and was like, are you going to do anything about this? And I was like, I don't know, you know. 
like I couldn't get funding for it. Yeah. Because like it's it's a contra- controversial <laughs> thing to talk about. It's, it's it's different. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I've always had an idea of making something like that. So there's a film. Uh, I mean, the f- I can't remember the title, but it's about this. He he was like a slave, but then he like got all these black people and then mm-hmm. they attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name, but then there was this whole controversy about that he uh, assaulted someone. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name, but anyway, so that kind of squashed that film. But the film was really good. Okay. And I've always thought of doing something like that. And I remember when I heard No Church in the Wild, mm. the Jay-Z Kanye West song. Yeah. That, like, I had an idea for, okay, if they make a music... Now, I've not seen the... In fact, funny story. I just saw the music video for this song, like, a few weeks ago. And I didn't know there was a music video mm-hmm. for the song. Apparently, the music video was made 10 years ago. And the music video fits the song. It's great. I love it. Okay. It's... But I think the idea I had for it was better. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I've always had this thought of like, sometimes you won't understand. There are some things you can't understand until you experience it. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? So I was like, hmm, what if, and, you know, just went from there. But also I had to make this film in a day mm-hmm. with like, just my friends just right. like and it, it was just like the first okay we can start meeting i think then we could meet up to 10 people or 15 yeah, yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. so that was like the first kind of opening and i was like okay i have some money i'm just gonna beg everyone ask yeah, favors yeah, here yeah. and then that night was really cold and mm-hmm. they wore that tiny tiny oh man the poor ladies <laughs> but anyway we made this film yeah. and I, my idea was okay i'm just gonna make it and that's it i didn't know that people would show it so i'm really thankful for the festivals that showed it and yeah. like what has happened with the film so yeah that was okay but the other um from that film i made this lady her name is nikki martin okay and she's like a yogi yoga teacher mm-hmm. and just an author actually wrote this book is a series and i want to make this tv show okay of that. I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah so, so i reached out to her i was like i love these books i'd love to option it and she was like i don't you know the thing is she's always wanted she's always written scripts mm-hmm. but like she's a woman of color, at, like she's a woman yeah. of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was listening to her, so right, she just right, like, right. okay, fine, I'll just keep this thing in the back. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Let me see some of your scripts, right? So she sent some scripts. I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, Canada, it's like you kind of there's always a ladder, and you can't go from A to C. You kind of have to mm-hmm. do A then B. Yeah. So I love these scripts, but that's like D scripts. Mm-hmm. I'm at like A now. Can I see yeah. what, you know, so I, I told her what I thought would work. Yeah. And she came back with these beautiful scripts. Yeah. And, you know, now, like, I love writing and directing, but I'm more into producing now. Because, like... You have so much more control on the back end. And I think you raise a really good point, especially with her being a woman of color, is Halifax is a very small creative community. And there isn't a lot of representation in this creative community. And I think what you are doing is so important and what you have been doing for the last few years is so important because it's so great to see people who look like us in these positions of control, whether it's directing or producing or 
different things like that because you feel like you can relate and you have so much to learn whereas i feel like if i went into this community like not knowing anyone not seeing anybody who looks like me it would make me not want to ask as many questions or maybe not want to be as involved in the process and that's for nobody else's fault except for my own and my own mental no, no, stuff no, no. like that I don't right think, i don't think so i don't think so so here's the thing i'm, I'm actually going to just touch on that based yeah. on the script that she wrote right um i mean like i said earlier if there's some things that if you haven't experienced it you won't really understand mm -hmm. it's like canadian winter right right if right. you haven't ex like actually been there when it's happening like yeah when i told my friends you know you have to change your tire and then yeah. you have to shower and they're like the f what are you talking about <laughs> yeah when you experience it so it's kind of the same yeah. thing and i don't really know any so they are, like i said they're ladders but i don't mm. really like top producer of color at all yeah i remember like when we we were talking about producing like a little docu-series and i won't say anything about but we were talking about it and i i was sort of like looking at potentially like bringing in like a director who's also a woman of color to like have that kind of opinion on it as well because i was like this is super important to me like a producer mm. or a director who's a woman of color and there was be like i reached out on my instagram to be like does anybody know anyone mm. who has the capacity to direct or like produce a docu series and there was nobody that i could find mm -mm. who was a woman of color who had those capabilities maybe i just didn't look hard enough no but it's like there's nobody here who's top of mind to yep. be like this person can do this and it's so important to have now especially like the community here is growing there's more people who are coming we have mm -hmm. a little bit more production that's moving back to atlantic canada mm -hmm. and i feel like we're it's a real gap here honestly to to have representation on the back end mm. of film production you know so i'm going to i guess i'm going to mitigate it a bit so screen nova scotia is a great body love it part mm -hmm. of them and Screen Nova Scotia is doing these things where they are giving, you know, people of color opportunities to kind of shadow directors Amazing. and, yeah, and yeah, producers yeah. and stuff. So when a big show like when Washington Black was in the city, yes, yep. they had, you know, someone shadow the director. And I kind of, anyway, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. they, they do that. So there's that. But honestly, there wasn't any. And talking of this story, so this lady wrote it. Mm-hmm. And the whole plan has been, as they were growing up, there are two sisters, Toby and Nikki. Nikki would write the story and Toby would kind of picture right. how the story would be. So I was like, she's going to direct it. And she was like, I don't know. She's never made film. I was like, nope, that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So uh, my plan was, okay, we'll make something small mm -hmm. so that they will see what it's like. Yeah. And then we'll make something a little bit bigger. And then I'll be like, okay, you know those books I talked about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do the books now. Yeah. So, um, so she wrote this script. And, you know, it's funny. The whole, if you haven't experienced it. And I remember uh, when some people read the script, they kept saying, you know, so the whole, the, the story is about this interracial mm -hmm. couple. And how... You know, and the whole thing is, I love that script. Oh, man, Nick is a good writer. Oh, man, he's so good. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it's nuanced, right? Mm. You know, so the guy isn't bad. He's just oblivious. Yep, and, yep. Like, not knowing isn't a bad thing. I mean, you should, like, if your girlfriend is a person of color, you should yeah. at least try to. Make the to. effort to yeah, learn. Yeah, 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 you know. But he's like this 
fantastic person. He's like, love is going to find a way. It's like, yeah. yeah, did you see how this person was looking at me in the supermarket? And he's like, you know, because you are of a different skin color. You don't yeah. understand that. And like, it's just this beautiful script. Anyway, um, so we um, had people read it and people didn't get it. They were like, mm-hmm. she has to like suffer and then, you know, I, I could see the sister's face. And then when we met, she's like, she's a woman of color. Like, what? Like, like, like that, that is already so much of a load this person yeah. is carrying. Why are you saying she has to be a single mother or having... Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's the intersectionality of being able to understand what's going on. And I think, again, like, it's so important to have conversations and people in your life who are willing to, like, learn and actually listen Mm. and be like okay maybe this something that I did was not right like I should reflect on it and change and stuff and I have a very good friend and she she is also Indian and she's dating a Canadian and one of the conversations that they had right at the beginning of their relationship again she was like as a woman of color as a person of color I'm going to have some experiences that you're not going to understand Mm. and you have to be okay with that and be willing to support me in whatever capacity that I need. Mm. And he was like, yeah, you're right. And again, like, it's so important to have those conversations right in the beginning mm. in whatever way is important to you. Mm. So I, I think, again, like communicating, having the right people around you. I think like that's, again, like sort of like so much of what we've talked about is like having the right people around you honestly, as well. Honestly. Who are willing to like learn and teach you as well, you know, and add that value to your life. And if you have somebody in your life who's not necessarily adding that value, it's okay to say goodbye to mm, that person. True, yeah. true. You know, so if you notice like, you know, from Drown the Lovers, that's kind of when I formed my team. Yeah. And if you look around, if you even look at the credits on everything I make, it's the same names. Mm. And, you know, because, like, we build this relation. I call them my Avengers, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we build this friendship and relationship over the years. And understanding each other and respecting each other yep. is a great thing. Anyway, so about these scripts, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great and stuff. And then I told the sisters, okay, so this is what we are going to do. Yeah. And we are going to make it. And I'm going to produce. You write, you direct. Yeah. And then... We did. And the film is done. Well, it's like 90% done, but okay. we've started sending it to festivals. So Amazing. hopefully by September, people will get to see this film. Yeah. So uh, these other scripts that I'm talking to you about is like, they're in that same level. You know, I love stories that it's not black or white. I don't think the world is black or white. Yeah. We have to understand like things are more gray. Yeah. And you have to sit back and open your eyes and try to understand and ask questions and yeah. be comfortable with people telling you things you might not like to hear. Right. You know, so those are, these two scripts have all that stuff. Um, so the one that Nikki wrote is called A Walk in the Sun. Okay. It's beautiful. And you, like I said, you know, you have to do A and B. So what I told them right once, like once we finished that one, I said, so we have to make a bigger version of yeah, that yeah, film. Because yeah. like, she's so good yeah <laughs> she took she, which, how she i remember the, like when that first draft was already good yeah but you know we had to remove some things because of like budget and right stuff. right right how she wrote the stories she took this relationship over a like not a year but over the season so yeah. like fall spring uh, sorry fall winter spring summer yeah. and 
but she bookended it with when they first met. So it starts with when they meet, it right. ends with the when they meet. Okay. But then in between their relationship, it's so it's so good. Okay. And then the sister Toby. Toby is like particular. You know, when I shoot, I'm like, boom, let's go. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah. No, no, no. Toby is particular. It's like she needs that shot and she slows everything down. Yeah, and, yeah, and like yeah. she works with these actors. Uh, we actually had actors in mind to use. Okay. And you know them. They're actually a couple. Okay. Taylor and Kumbi. That's oh, who we yeah. want to use. But then okay. they were making their film, so we couldn't use them. Right, right, but right. But we, I think that was actually a good thing that happened for us. Yeah. So we had to like use these actors, and they're oh my god, and I think you know like the idea I had is like we'll make this film, and then we'll use this film and say look at this film. We need more money to go and make the bigger version. Right, right, right. And I, and I don't think they'll say no when they see what we made because it's yeah. it's so beautiful. We actually watched it the other day, so I've been always watching um you know like edits on my on my computer. Yeah. But watching on a big screen on Tuesday. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Some day, you know, a couple of days ago, and is I can't wait for people to see. <laughs> so exciting. So, so yeah, exciting. so those are the things. Well, there's something I'm kind of developing. Well, I'm always developing stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. so I'm developing this thing I want you to produce because like you you have all the skill set, like you're an entrepreneur. You I did mean, the, I, I try. The, no, no, no. Wait, <laughs> you did the carrot thing. Do you remember the yeah, carrot thing? Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about the carrot thing. Okay, so this was something that happened in 2019 and it happened through St. Mary's and Anactus, which was the organization that I was volunteering with and they still work on this project. It's called Square Roots. And their main initiative is to divert food waste from going into the landfill. And something that we did at that time that I was very fortunate to be able to sort of like start this almost like pillar of Square Roots, which was which is now called Square Roots Products. And I started it with the leadership team at the time. And it was basically taking pro like produce that is being wasted and converting it into a product that people can use. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were like, man, what can we do? And I was like, well... I like beer, you know, like maybe we can do something with that. And we were yeah. like, yeah. And we have so many connections through the alumni and stuff. And one of our alumni, Jared, he had a connection to Boxing Rock. And we went to them and we were like, hey, we want to make a beer that has, you know, produce that is like what is called ugly produce. It's not bad. It's just like a carrot that is maybe like turned a certain way or like the top of the carrot is yellow and not orange. And for these like small cosmetic things, they cannot be sold to grocery stores. So they just get plowed back into the field or they go to landfill. Oh. So we were like, we want to get a bunch of like fruits or vegetables and make a beer with it. Mm. And we learned a lot about the beer making process and stuff like that. And we were like, okay, you know, what fruit and vegetable can we make? And they said that, you know, it has to have a certain sugar level, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we went to our farmers and we found that we had 1,100 pounds of carrots that were going to get plowed back into the field. Wow. So we bought 1,100 pounds of carrots, <clears> went <throat> to the juice press, got it all juiced, and then took it to Boxing Rock and made a beer called 14 Carat Gold. Yeah, yeah. Because we did like the math. And there was like <laughs> 1.4 carrots in every bottle of beer. <laughs> and it was amazing because it like completely sold out like a month before, like as it was on the shelves. Mm. And we had an amazing promotion. And Boxing Rock is such a wonderful company. And, you know, it was just a really, really great partnership. And now they've gone on, like, Square Roots Products has made, like, a coffee soap bar. They've made, like, a matcha lotion bar. Wow. And it's, again, like, students who are doing this really cool stuff mm. to make a difference in the community. And 
that was definitely a very very cool thing that's what i'm saying so like you have that skill set you have like the project manager project management mindset (laughs) you have the marketing thing down you actually work in marketing now i do i work in a marketing agency I, i think honestly when it comes to producing that's it you just need to kind of know what would be good yeah yeah yeah. and then kind of know how to ask people for money which mm. you do and then kind I of know i think you do that well <laughs> and then kind of know how to get the right thing together which you do when you do all your stuff and then kind of like market stuff which you do yeah talking about the marketing thing let's talk about instagram like your instagram is nuts how did that happen yeah i mean a lot of that happened kind of like at the same time as when all this stuff was going on and i actually never wanted to have instagram like my i had deleted instagram when I came to university I was like this is the stupidest app like (laughs) I don't want to do any of this and my friends are like just get Instagram what's the big deal whatever whatever and then I when I started like taking these photos I was like okay I'll put them somewhere Mm. so I put them on Instagram and I remember in like 2017 I was like one day I was like you know I'm gonna do 10,000 steps a day for a month and I use my Instagram as a way to like document it and keep myself accountable and I was like, wow, this is kind of fun. And I became like regular posting that and I would use it to post like my creative stuff and like things that were on my mind. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of been a journey since then because I've met so many amazing people through it, Mm. like you and other people in the creative community. It's such a great way to interact and connect with people. I've made amazing friends and stuff like that. And I think I've gotten to the point now though where I'm a little creatively burnt out. (laughs) Um, And it kind of like, happened last year as well like pandemic and Mm. 2021 there was a lot going on and there was so much like covid and like a lot of stuff happened back home and i had a lot of loss in my family Mm. i had a lot of health issues and i was like you know what everything kind of sucks right now and you just feel creatively drained and i think i've gotten to the point where i'm like i just need to take a break for a little while Mm. but if you are feeling that like creative flow instagram and now tiktok are such a great way to put that out there. Like TikTok is honestly like the up and coming platform to do that stuff on Instagram is doing everything they can to compete with TikTok. (laughs) And I really wish they didn't. I wish they would just stay like a photo platform, be good at what they do. No, Mark Zuckerberg wants to own all the things. Oh my God. I just, I don't, I didn't go on Instagram because I wanted to make short form videos. (laughs) If I wanted to do that, I would go on YouTube. Mm. I would go on Musical.ly. I would do all that stuff. But some some people just want to like, Put their art out there and Instagram was such a great way to do that but they can't stop competing with TikTok which is so frustrating (laughs) but like if you're interested in like short form video Mm. if you have a small business or something like that like Mm -hmm. TikTok is the best place to be right now Mm. Um, but again like I'm just so creatively tapped out to make my own stuff at the moment I want to do a little bit more like back-endy sort of stuff which is like I get to use my creative mind for like channeling other stuff and telling stories that are really important and you know that's kind of where i'm at this right is now. right timing because yeah. I, I tell you if you read this script you'll be like let's make it tomorrow but yeah you know but honestly i i just so initially when when i read the script i, I was seeing you as acting in it mm-hmm. but then i was like because initially it was for a different program but i was like okay. ah, you know what can you ask them if you can apply with this same thing for a different program and they're right. like yeah you can i was like 
forget. I don't, I, yeah. you know, you still be great acting in it, but I, I think the producing part, and, 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 and since that's kind of where you are at now, yeah. I think you love the, the, the experience is great. And I, honestly, do you know the coolest part about being the producer? When you make this film, and it wins the best picture award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the producer that it gives it to because the producer owns the film really. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. You, you, like honestly, <laughs> I've learned everything about like film stuff that I have from you. Like you've taught me so much stuff. And honestly, like being because you were like, yeah, I'll bring you in as like and like an AD, or I'll bring you in as like a production assistant or something like that. And I think that that was like a very it, it was the first time that I learned how much there is to the back end. And I was like, you can have so much more control and you can see everything from the outside and, you know, offer your tips and be like, no, I think this is the better way to go. Or like, this might be creatively interesting to try. And there's so much more leeway mm. that you can have as a director or a producer. Because you know what, you know, actors are like prima donnas and they get all the accolades and they're the ones in front of it. But... It starts with the script, mm -hmm. you know. And what a producer does is look for that story. Yeah. And honestly, this story is amazing. Yeah. And then you just, from there, you just make everything happen. I I don't want to, you don't have to say yes. Yeah. You, but I, I think just read it first and then meet the person. Yeah. And see if it gels. But I, I think it will work. I think so. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go with this one. So you've done all this thing. You've built your life here. Um, I mean, even your family come here to visit you and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. So Halifax is home for now. What are some things that you're planning for the next, I don't know, five, ten years? I mean, for me, I know that Halifax is not like a permanent home. I do see myself moving in the next little while. So like people are like, oh, what companies do you want to work for? I'm like, I just want to live in different places my whole life my main thing right now is again to get my citizenship so because i studied here i just have to wait for two years after i get my pr to get like apply for my citizenship uh before that i'll probably end up moving maybe to like toronto or something just because travel is easy from there it's a bigger city you always have to fucking have go there to go anywhere i hate I that know, thing i, I hate know. that it's thing so you know irritating. what you know what my answer to that is now yeah. You can fly directly to New York. So I'm like, fuck it. If I'm going to go somewhere, yeah. I might as well just go to... Because I hate that. Also, I'm lazy. Yeah. And the walk from the... the like, if you are going international, yeah. that walk from where your plane lands to where you get to the customs, and it's, it's a lot of... I mean, your, your feedback will be like, oh, you did great today. But it's yeah. like, for me, I'm like... No, but no. It's, just, it's just a matter of convenience because I travel so much. Like, mm. I travel like six, seven times a year... Um, so it's just easier from there. I have family in Toronto and stuff like that. But eventually, like, I know I want to do my master's and I'm potentially thinking about doing like a master's in sustainability because that's super important to me. Mm. Um, and maybe, you know, look as that, look at that as like an opportunity to move somewhere else and start like a new phase of my life. So mm. whether that's like moving to the, the U.S. is on fire right now. So maybe not there. But if, <laughs> if I get into a good school, like I'll go there or like move to Europe or something like that. I think that is kind of like my main focus for the next like five to eight years is like that higher education and stuff. Mm. But 
finding a way to obviously like creatively still still be like active mm. as much as i can well samat it's always great to talk to you Thank i'm gonna have to bring me. you back because we haven't touched anything actually yeah we just like skiing the surface yes yes this, is like, a, this was a catch-up session exactly basically, yeah. I, I know i know you have to run for your you know the shoot you have today yeah. but i'm super grateful and I'm going to pitch you this script. And, and I hope you, like, at least take the meeting. Of uh, course. But, <laughs> but thanks so much for coming today. Thank you for having me.